Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the How to Raise Money podcast with me, Ray McLennan. It's with me, Nigel T-Best. Raymondo, how the devil are you? Hey? Yes, good. Uh, aching after watching uh, a very active weekend of people all running over obstacles and through mud and all sorts of things. Oh, oh tell me more. <laughs> Which I didn't it? take part in. <laughs> Did you have a go at it? No, no, no. It's one of these, uh, one of these things, you know, tough mudder, rat race. Oh yeah, Bloody weekend, etc. Yeah. Last one ever at Burley. That's just right. taken place, and uh, thousands of people charging over obstacles and all the rest of it. No, I normally just, well, I you say, just I went down to have a laugh, did you? I've taken part in a few. Some mates of mine came down from Scotland to take part in it. They were trying to get me involved in it. Um, at the time, I had a bit of a knee injury, so I said no. Um, sort of, could I have done it? Yes, I probably could have. But uh, and it was a lovely day for it as well. It wasn't too hot and it wasn't raining. It was just sort of, you know, just perfect. But uh, my son took part. He ran around and got his medal. And that was uh, that was good. good. Well, there must be there must be something in the air because um, the other day uh, I've got some friends and uh, and and they're all, you know, cyclists and walkers and all this sort of stuff. And and I'm there's the token bloke that uh, I, I heard some woman say when when she gets the you know the the urge to do some exercise she lies down until the moment passes <laughs> and uh, and I uh, foolishly one of them said well not foolishly that he said it foolishly that I responded but he said uh, oh, I'm going to do the Yorkshire three peaks uh, who fancies coming and I thought there'd be a flurry of activity from the other people. Instead, there was, well, my back's not so good. My knee still hurts. Is this? And, and I just said, oh, I'll do it. And there were kind of, can you get audible gasps on WhatsApp groups? But uh, there were sort of gasps <laughs> from the others who, who sort of said, uh, right, you, you do know what that involves. And I went, no, not really. So I've got a question. Is it Crocs or flip-flops? <laughs> and and they, they started getting a bit panicky. But, uh, yeah, on Monday, I rocked up at this car park and uh, proceeded to do the 25 miles and three three big lumps of rock that you've got to go get over um, in a day in, in the under the 12 hours that you have to do it. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you see, Ray, this is what you know you can do these things if you have a strict training regime and mine consisted of i cut the grass once so <laughs> i thought i thought cut the grass and 25 miles over mountains um that, that that's that's got to be good isn't it well, you're relying on muscle memory from 20 years ago or something <laughs> uh well all the way around they kept sort of saying oh you know when did you do this and i said i've never done this and it's mm. like um well when did you do a walk like this and i said no i said i remember at school going on a geography field trip and we we had to go up i think it was ingleborough or something like that and um all oh, the teachers i i complained the whole way I, I said you know what are we doing this for why are we actually here what are we meant to be looking at and typical geography response so shut up and wait till we get to the top and and then you admire the view and you'll be in awe <laughs> yeah and we got to the top 
and uh yeah the view well i could see most of the people i'd gone up with because the cloud cover was in and the visibility was about five yards um and that was that so we went to the top teachers didn't really know which was the way down so we sort of rambled our way down and got back on the bus and went home and everyone sort of went i'm not too sure what that had to do with geography um mm. because not a, a word was mentioned about it but but there you go so that was my training probably 35 years ago um <laughs> and uh yeah nice to to see i've still got it though hey I've still got it the muscle memory oh, that's i it. don't know what it is but um yeah i've still got it healthy it. lifestyle nigel that's what it is clearly healthy lifestyle well wow. keeping yourself active walking I, everywhere yeah yeah Being, that, decorating climbing up and down ladders moving well up, yeah that that's true gap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do sit around quite a lot, according mm. to my missus and the kids. Um, but uh, there we go. But yeah, oh, Fitbit stats for all of you out there who are thinking, oh yeah, what does that involve? Well, my Fitbit stats came back uh, twenty-five miles. So what's that? Forty to forty k plus, mm. um, and the equivalent of climbing five hundred and fifty flights of stairs or okay. stories so there you go did they give you the number of steps that you did about i think i was just under sixty-five thousand. <laughs> just under sixty-five thousand. yeah there you go but they're big steps hey six big foot step. four big steps that's it anyway how on earth i only asked you how you're doing um, and I wasn't really I interested. Wasn't in, <laughs> well, I wasn't interested in the response anyway. <laughs> but Ray, look, I've got to tell it. I've got to tell you this. Hmm. Back end of last week, uh, I was at my SAS meeting uh, mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm in a group of people, uh, fellow SAS pension owners, uh, who uh, you know discuss. We've you know it's a great group. I was invited in and we discussed sort of projects, properties, uh, developments, all sorts of things. Yep. And um, I met up uh, with them in York and I, I walked into the meeting and, uh, you know, it, it was a general chit chat to begin with. And then at the first break, I, I won't, I won't mention his name, but you know who you are, but he came over to me and he said, Nigel, you're the reason I couldn't sleep last night. And I, and I said, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm really sorry. Why is, that, why is that? Do tell. And he said, well, normally I listen to podcasts and I fall asleep very quickly. However, your podcast with Neil Toir, I could not get to sleep. And you happened to make that episode about an hour and a half long. He <laughs> said, uh, so I'm really not happy. He said, but uh, he said that was uh, fascinating uh, intriguing, curious, sometimes on the money, sometimes misguided, you know, in his opinion. And it, you know, and I thought, wow, um, it's funny. It's funny how people do come up to and talk to you about the podcast. Yep. And uh, it's also, you know, amazing the engagement we got on that episode with Neil. So I just thought today, Ray, it might be useful to get your thoughts. Now we've had a bit of time to mull it over. Mm -hmm. uh, what what were your thoughts on uh, on Neil's take on things? Because I, um, I was fascinated. Yeah. yeah, no, it was fascinating, interesting. Um, and yes, I did get probably a higher number of people 
saying to me that they'd listened to it and it made it was thought provoking. Um, in fact, one of the guys that came down to the event at the weekend drove from Scotland down, listened to it on the way down. And it was the first thing he said to me. I hadn't seen him for over a year. And he came up and the first thing he said to me was, I listened to that podcast on the way down the road. Not even, hi, how are you or anything like that. And then started to tell me all the things that he was thinking about. Um, I think the overwhelming sort of feeling I've got from the people I've spoken to is positive. You know, not sort of, uh, as I kind of suspect, not suspected, slightly feared that it might be just a little bit too um uh, out can out there in sort of conspiracy theory land um but surprisingly number surprisingly large number of people well in fact it's a large number of people many of us spoken to maybe eight nine so in a poll of eight or nine who've actually spoken to me um 100 of them were you know were in favor and concurred and and you know thought there was an awful lot in it so that, that's the that's my straw poll i uh, haven't had any negative emails i don't know if you have but um no 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 nothing I like that. um it, it's i think uh but i think a lot of that's, people... that, that's just going to encourage us <laughs> uh, yeah no 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 um because i'm i'm the voice of reason and uh and the the counterbalance to probably a lot of these things but i i just love to me to me the life of an entrepreneur so the people listening to this podcast ray you know mm -hmm. i i feel are amazing podcast listeners are the sort of people who uh, will, you know, listen and take note of what's going on around them. And then mm. they'll use their own filters, their own experience, their own judgment to see whether they need to know more about something um, or that's not for them or, you know, a, a counterbalanced argument or, or whatever. And I feel I saw someone give a quote from someone like Socrates or something like that, which said, you know, the the wise people listen to everyone and everything. Um, the the middle of the road people just rely on their experience. And then the, the people with the closed minds just reject everything. Mm. Um, and I think the people that are raising money, they're sort of going, hey, look, I'm going to do something I've never done before. So how many of us were told from a very early age, that's not for you, you can't raise money, you, you can get a mortgage on a two bed house. But what do you mean you're going to raise money to buy a, a million pound office block and convert it into a part, you know, all those things, you know, it, it depends where you are. And if you're one of the people that are willing to sort of say, well, look, I don't know it at the moment, I don't know anything about that. But you've told me there's a way that you can do it. And mm -hmm. I think this is what Neil was talking about with his e-commerce and setting up the business side of things as yeah. well. He, there's a way that you can do it. And when you find out more about it, um, those people that, you know, do it first time want to do it again and again and again. And I felt there were a lot of uh, crossovers and a lot of um, similarities in the attitude of people that are willing to risk things and yeah. uh, to the same as those people that are willing to go out there and say, well, actually, you know, just like you told me when I was a kid, I couldn't ever do this or that. And I've gone out and proved you wrong. So I think a lot of people are going out and saying, I know what the government's saying to me, or I can see what the media is saying to me, but I'm going to scratch the surface, get a little bit deeper, go behind it um, yeah. and, and then find out. Because like, right, 
when we look back at things at the moment, there's a lot of Netflix documentaries at the moment on the likes of Jimmy Savile and things like that. And it's, it's, this was the message that was being given out by Jimmy Savile and it was swallowed hook, line and sinker by, you know, all levels of society. And yet behind there, there was a very different story. And, um, you know, maybe time will tell as to whether, you know, whatever, whatever happens, did well, we know about it up front and should we yeah, have done well, something about it? I think um, for those for those that are listening that are wondering what the heck we're going on about, we should probably do oh, a yeah. quick, quick summary. Yeah, um, we did a podcast episode on central bank digital currency. Um, Number 140. A couple of episodes ago, one, yeah. episode 140, and we talked about a variety of things, but also mentioned that there were going to be four phases of what was going to happen, and phase one was the free stimulus phase. Can you hear me? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phase you one. put something over your mic, I think. No, no, not at all. Oh. Just, I think I moved away. Uh, is that better? Let me just yeah. put, put the sound up here. There we go. Um, okay. So phase one was we talked about free stimulus. Um, uh, uh, People didn't save the money, they spent it, which was proof of concept for the government. It meant velocity of money was moving. Uh, just to recap, velocity of money, if, if I spend £100 with the shopkeeper, then the shopkeeper spends £100 with the supplier, then the supplier spends £100 with the, the person that provides his you know, transport, and the transport company spends £100 for the fuel. That's velocity of money, it's moving. And each time it moves, the government gets a cut. So the government wants to see velocity of money. And when they put the stimulus out there, people didn't hoard the money, they spent it, and that was good. Um, so we then talked about phase two, which was universal basic income or uh, where welfare will be decided, uh, decided and di distributed through digital wallets. And they'll use the term, you know, suffering families, hardworking families need to get funds quicker. You'll start to look out for these phrases will start coming through. Then uh, phase three would be incentives to people to download digital wallets. Uh, this has been trialed in China, and phase four would be nationwide impl implementation of central bank digital currency and digital wallets, and employers might be mandated to do this, and that could start to lead to a downturn in banks and so on. Anyway, a chap called Neil Twa, Neil T-W-A, um, and his name, it's actually a French name, French-Canadian name that should have been spelled T-O-I-S, but historically, no, no, no. wasn't it T R O I T E? T R O I T E, as I thought it was T. Anyway, anyway, the Americans couldn't pronounce it and they wanted to simplify it and Don't make spell it T W A, <laughs> Trans World Airline T W A. So it's not Oriental, as he said. Um, and it's not a T L A. It's not a T L A. A three letter acronym. That's it. <laughs> okay. No, um, no fascinating guy, wasn't it? He decided he wanted to come and talk to us, and he talked about um, lifestyle as a business and various levels, owner, employer, delegate, CEO, operator, and how there had to be a mindset shift, a mindset jump. And he also talked about letting go and getting out of debt and being effectively off the grid, homeschooling his children, a whole variety of things around there, but also how you could have your lifestyle business, that he could show you how to build that business up, that you could then sell on, and then you can repeat the process and effectively become entirely self-sufficient. So in terms of how to raise money, it was uh, fascinating in that respect. But we did go down one or two rabbit holes and explore one or two things. And uh, yeah, so that was the part that I thought might be slightly controversial, but wasn't. And it's like I say, uh, yeah. eight, eight people, uh, eight concurred. 
and uh, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. So uh, we did say that we would that, that there was enough for a second episode anyway, and uh, I, and I have had an approach from two people of, of a similar nature who are considering uh, a podcast episode. Um, so we will explore that and see where we go with this. But all around the theme of how to raise money, how to you know run a business, what what options are there out there? And I think that's what Nigel means when he talks about people being open-minded, which is exactly yeah. exactly what you need to be. Well, right. A lot of what he talked about was um, very much uh, a family family history of of sort of the traditional route. And he started off on the traditional route. His wife had started off on the traditional route. And then they decided that that's not the only route that you can take and that there are other options for people. So I know a lot of people during the lockdown were thinking, I need to do something different. I need to, you know, I can't go back to what I was, which is intense commute, doing these things, um, you know, long hours, not seeing families and things like that. And is there another way? And I think what the episode was saying to me was the most definitely is, but you've got to get your head in the right place to be feeling that you're asking those questions of yourself to know as to whether, you know, you're going to uh, be able to do this because you can't, you can't just jump from being an employee to running a business. And um, in, in my opinion, I would be saying, you know, have a go at, at, uh, doing uh, courses, finding out more um, on the side, uh, you know, on the side as an, an additional income stream. I wouldn't call it a side hustle because hustle to me is effort, worry, stress, and all the rest of it. I would say as a side income, which is planned, you know, researched and um, organized. Hustle always sounds, well, in, in my head, it, it sounds like a scam. Mm. <laughs> you know if you hustle someone you're trying to you're trying to get money off them for the wrong reason sort yeah. of thing but um yeah so i would i would be saying and, and and this is where i think on the how to raise money side of things i think this is interesting because a lot of people when they see this world that's out there and as you know ray we've got um myself and, and some of the guys i'm working with in our digital agency you know we're helping people uh, set up and and do this as well and and what you are finding is you can begin to replace or match your income uh, from your normal job uh, but you've not got any of the risks with it because you've still got your job so i know when people are saying i need to raise money and a lot of options might be uh, out of the picture for them so credit history no assets, those sort of things. There are ways that you can begin to do uh, generate a side income and you know build up a pot of money. And, and that pot of money could be for service, common, service accommodation strategy on a rent-to-rent -rent basis and, and things like that. So there are lots of opportunities that you don't need big lump sums to get going. So to me, it was interesting listening to him uh, talking about the fact that before any of that happens, you've got to get comfortable. You've got to get in the mindset of, I need to do something different. I can't mm -hmm. keep doing this. And at that point, what is it they say? When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think there was a, a large element of that. I know on his business side of things, they are 
higher net worth individuals. These are the people that he works with and not typically people who are employees who've got, you know, 25 cents in their pocket and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. Because there is a, um, depending on what sort of business you want to do, there's some startup and working capital that you need uh, for yeah. a lot of these things. But uh, now th- to me, it was, it was fascinating that he had got to the point where he wasn't in the rat race. He wasn't commuting. He wasn't having to be anywhere, any specific time. He wasn't needing to do this and he could, uh, through the levels of communication we've got now, he could pick a place to live, which is uh, not known as Silicon Valley or commuter belt, mm-hmm. um, live his life. But be, the, the weird thing is you've got that idyllic sort of home, homestead, ranch, large property image, but, you know, and a, and a slower, peaceful way of life juxtaposed with the leveraging the power of fulfilled by amazon and yeah and yeah. e-commerce and and the cutting edge of tech so i the i biggest, love the fact that the biggest problem that. seemed to be the rate at which the grass grows <laughs> <laughs> yeah true and has to be cut <laughs> but anyway yeah no so it was it was good um i encourage people to listen to it and we will get him back on again definitely yeah so, it, it um, would also ray be interesting if if people listen folks Thank you so much, first of all, for listening. We don't thank you enough. Uh, brilliant uh, that you you interact with us and you give us feedback. We'd love to hear more. We'd love to, I'd certainly curious to know who out there is thinking, yeah, I'm not ready to leave my job yet, but I do need to do something else to generate a bit of extra because I'm looking at my job and there's no way I'm going to get an increase in my wages, salary, whatever. I'm not going to get any lump sum. I'm not entitled to any bonuses. I'm not going to suddenly get a chunk of money that I need to do what I want to do. So you're probably thinking I need to do, you know, get some sort of side income, second income going. And if, if that's you, we'd love to hear what you're thinking because we might be able to help you. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. And uh, on that bombshell, Let's close this episode and um, next episode we'll get on to topics about raising money uh, unless we are diverted down down another path by another uh, listener who wants to be interviewed. Yeah, or or one of my walking stories being more of a ramble than the actual walk itself, but there we go. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I'm here all week. Um, All right. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?